Today is October 9th, 2023. Is this the end of the world? You are listening to a special report on what's happening in Israel, how we got here, and what's coming next. On Saturday, October 7th, 2023, Israel declared war on Hamas after the terrorist group launched over 5,000 missiles into Israel, brutally killing over a thousand people and wounding thousands more. Armed gunmen invaded by land, sea, and sky, meaning they parachuted in, and abducted a significant number of Israeli civilians from their homes. These captives are not strictly military operatives either, but they include women, children, the elderly, the disabled, according to the BBC. Video footage of this brutal and unprovoked attack on Israel is flooding every news channel. As we watch this horrific scene unfold, many are wondering what in the world's going on. While the legacy media outlets in our country have been fixated on Ukraine over the past two years, they've ignored a massive escalation taking place. The Middle East is on fire. For those of us paying attention to the geopolitical conditions in this region, we understand that this didn't happen overnight. The truth is, a series of massive escalations just in 2023 alone have led us to the precipice of war in the Middle East. And, as many of you know, the Bible has been predicting war in Israel for thousands of years. So over the next week or so, I will release a series of posts about the situation in Israel, what led to this catastrophe, and how it relates to end-time prophecy. But before I go there, I want to address some other topics. If you don't currently receive my blog, be sure to subscribe to What in the World? Current Events Through the Lens of Biblical Truth in order to get all the updates. Or please subscribe to What in the World? on Apple Podcasts. I want to go through a definition of terms. To understand what's happening in the news, I want to define some terms for you that you've probably heard recently. Due to the hotly contested nature of the battle between Israel and the Arab nations for the past millennia, there's no definitive agreement on even the most basic of these terms. So I need to give a little disclaimer here. The opinions expressed here are my own. These are my best working definitions and may differ slightly from what you hear on media outlets, particularly mainstream media channels. The information given next is meant to provide context for past, current, and future events. Please excuse any accidental misrepresentations or oversimplifications of very context matters. So the first term is the Middle East. The Middle East is a vaguely defined region of the world encompassing the lands around the southern and eastern shores of the Mediterranean Sea and spanning portions of three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Not everyone agrees on the exact territories that comprise the Middle East, but many consider Turkey, Cyprus, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Iran, Israel, Jordan, Egypt, Sudan, Libya, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Yemen, Oman, Bahrain, Qatar, and Egypt to be part of this region. Sometimes the definition is extended to include countries such as Afghanistan, Djibouti, Pakistan, Sudan, Somalia, and others. The next term is Israel. Although ownership of this territory has been disputed for decades, no, actually centuries, Israel took possession of this area after defeating Egyptian, Syrian, Jordanian, and Iraqi forces in 1967. Here's a quote from a Britannica article. 
When the Six-Day War ended with a ceasefire, the borders in the Middle East had been effectively redrawn. The previously divided city of Jerusalem came under Israeli control, as did the West Bank, the Golan Heights, and the Sinai Peninsula. It's important to note, too, that Israel is roughly the size of the state of New Jersey. The next term is Palestine. This is the, a name often used for the territory of Israel by those who wish to deny the country's existence. Palestine is not and has never been an actual country, and that's because there's never been a Palestinian government that has been established in the region, ever. That's just a fact. The territory of Israel was controlled by the Ottoman Empire from 1517 to 1917. The British captured the Holy Land, i.e. Israel, in 1917. At that time, the remainder of the Ottoman Empire became the nations of Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. For more information on this topic, I encourage you to research the Balfour Declaration. This was issued by the British government shortly after they took control of the region in 1917 to support a, quote, national home for the Jewish people unquote, in the Holy Land. The next term is Palestinians. This term, des this term describes Arabs living in the territory of Israel who are not of Israeli descent. Their ancestors originated from the ancient Ottoman Empire and settled in the Holy Land. Arabs occupy 98.8% of the Middle East. This is a really important fact to grasp. In Israel, only 0.4%. This is why it's so important to understand why Israel so fiercely defends its territory against a conglomerate of much larger Arab nations. Another term, Gaza Strip. Although one of the regions captured by Israel in the Six-Day War in 1967, Israel gave up control of the Gaza Strip under domestic and international pressure in 2005, withdrawing 9,000 Israeli settlers from military forces in Gaza. Currently, the Gaza Strip serves as the headquarters from Hamas, so this is actually where the missiles were launched from on October 7th. A large number of Palestinians reside here. Next term, IDF, Israel, Israeli Defense Force. This is the equivalent of our U.S. military. Hamas, a political entity dedicated to eradicating Israel and establishing an independent Islamic state in the territory of Israel, according to Britannica. They are a militia, not a legitimate government, that controls the West Bank. Instead, they are a network of terrorists funded by the nation of Iran. To gain a more thorough understanding of Hamas, there's a five-minute video out there by PragerU. It is exceptional. I encourage you to find it and watch it. Another term, Iranian proxies. This refers to a group of militias, rogue governments, and terror groups in at least six countries, including Bahrain, Iraq, Lebanon, portions of Israel, Syria, and Yemen. These groups are funded by Iran, another really important fact to understand, and other nefarious entities with the sole purpose of wiping Israel off the map. I will cover more about the relationship between Israel and Iran in an upcoming post. The next term is the West Bank. This term refers to the region of Judea and Samaria in Israel. 
This is one of the two disputed territories, along with the Gaza, Gaza Strip. The Palestinian Sea is being part of a future two-state solution. Kibbutz, it's a type of settlement which is unique to Israel. It's a collective or socialist community centered around agricultural farms. The first kibbutz was founded in 1910. Today, there are over 270 kibbutzim in Israel. Sukkot, you might have heard that term recently as well. Sukkot is a week-long Jewish holiday that comes five days after Yom Kippur. Sukkot celebrates the gathering of the harvest and commemorates the miraculous protection God provided for the children of Israel when they left Egypt. It's very sacred in Jewish tradition, and so it's very symbolic that they attacked Israel on the last day of Sukkot. So as I wrap up for today, is this the end? The good news is, this is not the end of the world. Phew! This current conflict is not the Battle of Armageddon referenced in Revelation 16, 16 and Daniel 11, 40 through 45, where the Lord destroys the governments of the world in one final battle. But, dot, 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 stay tuned to find out. More coming soon.